you know, there was one move out of anything that I just expected Boston College to make after the end of a disastrous 2022 season. And it, we waited. It was November, and then it, tricked, it trickled into December. We had National Signing Day. This move had still not been made. We headed through January, and you saw this character out on the recruiting trail. I mean, just three days ago, there was a picture of him with the recruit. Well, finally, on February 2nd, more than two and a half months after the end of the 2022 season, offensive line coach Dave DeGuglielmo is finally out at Boston College. Googs lasted one year, and we're going to get into what a disaster this year was and what Boston College needs to do to get the right hire at offensive line, at the offensive line coach heading into a critical 20. You are locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC uh, Eagle Insider, part of the Two Force Network. Check out my work there. All right. So, folks, you've been you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. After watching Emmett Moorhead get killed by the offensive line, you saw Phil Dracovic get killed by the offensive line. You saw a run game that was worst in the country. Dave DeGuglielmo is out. And I don't I don't like to um, celebrate any coach losing their job. I mean, they're people, right? I got to meet Googs. He seems like a nice guy. No, no, no against him. It just seemed like this was finally the move that had to be made. And I don't know what the impetus was that it took so long. I mean, really, as I said at the beginning, it was two and a half, almost two and a half months since the end of the end of the season before he actually got the, his walking papers, but Googs is out. Now let's kind of go over his, his history here. Now, Dave DeGuglielmo came to BC this year for the season after Matt Applebaum, who was just fired by the Miami Dolphins, uh, left for the NFL. Matt Applebaum was the uh, offensive line coach for the first two years at BC. Googs is, uh, I wonder, I don't know if mercenary is the right word, but he's a guy that really can't stay in one spot. I mean, if you looked at his career, he was at like 15 different spots, like, you know, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Chargers, the Colts, the Dolphins, you know, the uh, the University of Louisiana. You know, he's been every he's been all over the place. And Boston College is his next one one year stop. I mean, many of these stops like the Pat, the Pats, he was there for one year or two years. B.C. is a, because he got to B.C. and he was dealt a tough, tough hand. That's sure. You know, you lost um, Alex Lindstrom and Tyler Vrabel and Ben Petrula and the other name I'm totally blanking on right now. Why can't I think of the other guard's name? <laughs> I'm just totally having a brain fart. Oh, Zion Johnson. Holy crap. How did I forget him? And then Christian Mahogany gets hurt for, during the preseason. So he has to... You know, he has to get in five new offensive linemen, break them in and get them working as a unit. You know, at first there were warning signs that we all should have got, uh, you know, when they hired him. I mean, when I looked up what he did for the Patriots, 
I, I, I got chills thinking about it. And you want to be positive because that was the NFL. This is college. But the warning signs were there. Brady, I remember the game that he was the offensive line coach that got him fired when he was with the Pats. And Brady got murdered by the Broncos. They were just killing him throughout that game. And he was, I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't fire a lot of coaches. He'll move them around or do whatever. He's one of like three coaches that he's fired. Should have said a lot there. Well, Googs gets to BC, as I said. He's got to get this offensive line going. I thought maybe a guy with a lot of uh, experience would be able to 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 help a young, unproven starting five. And as we've said, and I don't need to go over every game and everything that's happened, you saw what happened with this offensive line. The offensive line was a complete disaster. Every game, I mean, Phil Dracovic was a shattered um, shell of himself by the end of that season. He was getting hit nonstop in some of these games because no one could hold the block. They were missing assignments. As Mitch has said on this podcast multiple times, you know, communication was very poor. They couldn't figure out how to, you know, cover stunts and movements and things like that. They'd be blown coverages all over the place. It was a mess on the, uh, at least in the passing game, the run game. I mean, the passing game was a mess, but at least you had Zay Flowers out there so you could get things going if you, you know, here or there. He's one guy. You look at the run game. Holy Lord. I mean, it, it, there, you know, we've seen lots of bad things at BC. The 2015 passing game was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. You know, there's been bad defenses. Was it 2012 Spaziani's last year where they just let everyone score a ton of touchdowns? And then this year will be the worst rushing attack I think I'll I'll see in my lifetime. There's no way any running attack could be worse than what we saw this year. You know, game plan has half of the, you know, half of the plays with a big giant X mark through them because you can't run the ball. That's a big problem, a big problem. And they could not figure out for the life of them a way to get Pat Garo, Alex Broom, or even the quarterbacks running the ball. And I know they tried with Zay too, and Zay got killed. They, it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster watching the last ranked rushing attack. And it wasn't even really close to anyone to watch them play that poorly. And that, I mean, Pat Garwell, we've seen, is talented enough to be a, a solid, serviceable running back. You saw Sparts, especially that Louisville game, out of Alex Broom. That's on the offensive line. And who's in charge of the offensive line? It's Googs. So this was on him. I was honestly surprised, and I think a lot of you folks were too, that McNulty got the axe first. You know, I, 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 I understand. I was texting Mitch about this earlier today. I understand why John McNulty got fired. You can argue for and against it. I, I, I both of us are kind of on the. You didn't have to, but yeah, I get it. You, you did what you had to do. Goog seemed like a, a slam dunk. Like you had to move on from him after what you saw this year. That you saw no movement in, in terms of improvement on that offensive line. Guys didn't get better. Like you saw maybe a little bit from Ozzy Trapillo and a little bit from ja- um, from Drew Kendall. But guys like um, uh, Jack Conley, 
or some of the guard play like Dwayne Alec or Jackson. Ness. I mean, as much as Halfley wants to say it, it didn't seem like there was a ton of improvement. And as a unit, it didn't improve at all. Like you, like the offensive line is only as good as they play as a unit. They didn't get better. They just were terrible all year long. I, I mean, I'm putting up all these pictures. I, I just decided I was like, look up Phil Dracovic sack, look up Pat Garo. Every picture of them is just them with like five defenders all over them. So if you're watching along on YouTube, um, I hope I'm not giving you post-traumatic stress disorder here because you're watching all of this awful, uh, some of these plays. Look at that. I mean, if you're watching right now on YouTube and if you're not, go to youtube.com and find Locked On Boston College. Like, look at this picture of Phil Dracovic. He's got like three guys draped on him as the offensive line is trying to like peel off the, uh, the, the defensive line. That's what this whole season was. The whole season was this nonsense. Um, and... You know, at the end of the day, you had to make this move. You had to get a new offensive line coach. My biggest question is why it took so long. Like, why did is it because there's going to be a new offensive coordinator? Maybe they hired him and they just haven't announced it yet, and his, it's his decision. I've heard buzz about this for months, and not from like internet people, from my sources. I've heard buzz this this was in the works. I'm just surprised it took so long for it to happen. Um, and we'll have to wait and see what they do from here. Now, in our second segment. We're going to go to the future. We're going to look at what BC needs to do to get past the Dave DeGuglielmo era and get into an offensive line that's going to work and it's going to save Jeff Halfley his job because that's what he needs. We'll get into that in just a moment. But I want to tell you something. We are so excited here at Locked On about our new sports betting partner there – that, that is our buddies over at FanDuel. They are the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So what you need to do, download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now, let's tell you the bets. You can bet on everything. For the money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown. I'm sure they're going to have all sorts of crazy prop, prop prop bets that everyone is looking for for the Super Bowl. And if you're not into Super Bowl bets, you can also go into BC versus Syracuse, which is on Saturday. If you're thinking BC is going to win their second straight game at home, maybe get a little bit of that home cooking going against the Orange on Karate Kid night, you got to check out FanDuel. So, FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, and easy, super easy to use. You can find your odds. You can find everything you need on a nice and easy-to-use platform. Best of all, you get your paid, your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet. On Super Bowl 57, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel's official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. If you are on the Northeast, I hope you are bundled up because it's going to be a really freaking cold two days coming up here. I don't I don't want to leave the house. I, I'm, I'm here in negative 10, negative 12. I'm not built for this anymore. So hopefully we'll see. Uh, you know, I think next week is going to get up and get a little bit warmer. But what's getting warm is this coaching search news. As BC, again, this is the second year in a row that Halfway's going to have to basically retool his entire offensive staff. I think Daryl Wyatt will still be there. I mean, he deserves it. The wide receivers played very well. I don't think Steve Shimko, the quarterback's coach, is going anywhere. 
And I would be shocked if Savon Huggins went anywhere, but you never know because right now we're, we now have two open spots and the big one is the coordinator position. You know, the offensive is going to want to have some of his guys in there. And there may be someone that he wants to bring along at offensive line. We'll have to wait and see there, but you're probably asking right now, who can Boston college bring in to, um, to fix this offensive line. Now the name everyone's going to be talking about and rightfully so the buzz I've heard about it is that it's going to be Chris Snee. Chris Snee, uh, you guys all know is a former Boston college offensive lineman. He played for the giants, won multiple super bowls. Uh, he's been on this, on the team as a, a, an analyst. So he doesn't go on the trails recruiting, but he does a ton of offers. Like you see his name thing. Like if you follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC or at BC Eagle insider, you see, I retweet a, a lot of the new offers BC comes up with. And these are kids I usually talk to a lot of Chris Snee comes up on that. So I wouldn't be shocked if he is going to be that next, next offensive line coach. Now danger alert with Snee. I know everyone loves Chris Snee at Boston college. Like you folks are probably out there like, yeah, it's Chris Snee. I remember him when BC was good under Tom O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big red warning flag that I'm waving everywhere right now is that Chris Snee has zero coaching experience. Absolutely none. That is a huge red flag because as I said, this is the fourth year of Jeff Halfley. This is the put up or shut up year. I'm telling you, if he fails, I, I know BC is is slow to pull the trigger, but he's he is he, he is firmly on the hot seat. He cannot afford to bring in an offensive line coach with no experience at a position that struggled at an, at a catastrophic level in 2022. You cannot risk that that a guy's going to have to kind of figure things out because that's what, what Snee's going to have to do. I'm sure he's a smart guy and Hey, he may be a good head uh, offensive line coach at some point, but man, I, I, if I was Jeff Halfley, I would not be going for a first year offensive line coach to try to fix this thing. You need to bring in someone experienced, someone who's done this for years, not Googs. Googs has been around for years. Yes. But they need to get somebody in here that knows how to do it, that can teach the technique, that can teach the communication to young 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. You can't risk this. He, I, I, I know a lot of folks out there want Chris Snee, but man, you have to have an experienced offensive line coach. So the buzz that I've been hearing about Snee, I hope it's not true, and I hope you know, an offensive coordinator is going to come in and say, look, I'm going to take this job, but I can't have a first year offensive line coach that to come in here and, and, and risk my reputation. Again, I don't want to rip on Chris Snee. This isn't about Snee himself. This is just the situation that this program is in, that this is the shape that BC is, is in and that they can't, they can't go along and, and hope, just hope that Chris Snee figures things out. They've got to look around. They've got to find somebody, and I'm sure it's going to be someone Halfley has to know, that knows offensive line work, that has done this, that can jump right in and get those, you know, they're all five starters now. Bring them in. Bring them together and figure this out. 
but I'm telling you right now, I do not, I don't want Chris Snee yet. He's not, I, I just don't think he's ready. I mean, he just got into the college football business last year. I believe I was at practice when he was just kind of visiting and, and chatting because his son, I think. And so, so he's got to do the work of like an analyst, do the work, like spend some time in the film room as a coach, work with the offensive line as an, as like a guy that's, you know, dissecting film. He needs a couple years of that. Um, and Jeff Halfley would be very unwise right now to go out there and hire a first line, first year offensive line coach. It's going to be, that's, that would be a very, very tough sell. That's just my opinion. And maybe you have your own. Marty Party, he's out there agreeing with me. He says Halfley needs a proven offensive line coach. And then he says uh, the thing that I don't want to hear, which is he's bring back Adazio. Yeah, no, I don't want Steve Adazio anywhere near Chestnut Hill. I, I, I know he'd be a pretty good offensive line coach, but I, I guess he didn't do very well at, at, um, at Texas A&M last year. And finally, David Smith, thank you for joining us. David says he's gone good, uh, or he's gone. Good. I, I, wrong inflection there. If you want to join us, head over to YouTube right now. We do this live every night that I can. I'll tell you if I can. And I love having commenters out there because you are the lifeblood of BC. You're the lifeblood of my podcast. I don't do this. Like, I don't get paid to just shout out to the void. I, I, I do it to talk to you. And to have you on live while I'm doing this is a lot of so enter the comment section. Who do you want to see as the offensive line coach? Is there a name that you have thought of that that's like, oh, this is the right guy? And, you know, if we're talking offensive coordinators, who are you thinking about there? Before we get into our final segment, especially with the offensive coordinator position, I want to bring up um, a interview that Halfley just had last night with Dave, um, not Dave, I'm thinking of Googs again, uh, with David, yeah, I was right. David Hale and Andrea Adelson, and they they were talking about the new offensive coordinator search and where the you know BC kind of sits right now, and you know what he has to say. And so halfway through this whole thing, you know he's he's got his talking points and didn't really want to say much. But here's what he said, and I'm going to leave this comment here. We won't get too much into detail on that. He said on the offensive line. Coordinator search, excuse me. We've got a good plan. We're just finalizing details. Okay. He said, our offense philosophy around offense won't change much, but people will have to stay tuned and check out early in the season to figure that one out. So I think that up with a lot of what I've been telling you, which is a, that I'm, I still think he's going to hire somebody from the NFL. Uh, I think that's just where the timing of this all goes. If he was going to hire someone from college, they probably would have done it earlier. And secondly, for the folks that are hoping like there's going to be some drastic change in the, in the scheme of BC football, it's not, this is not like BC is going to all of a sudden break out tempo or, or air raid or anything like that. Uh, this is, this is going to be the same pro style offense. The hope is that it's going to be crisper and work better. And maybe there are wrinkles. We were supposed to get wrinkles under McNulty, but the whole offense was a complete disaster. So it didn't really matter. Um, now in our final segment, we are going to uh, talk about BC basketball. We're going to look at the upcoming game against Syracuse, why I think BC could be in good shape here. And I'm also going to talk about uh, the bean pot, which I'm really excited about, and anything else that's going on uh, in terms of, of news. But before we get to that, 
We're going to get into just quick commercial break. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're here talking about BC. And if you like Boston College sports, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Do it right now. If you haven't done it right now, do it. it takes five seconds. Go over to YouTube.com and hit that subscribe button. It really helps our podcast out. It doesn't cost you a thing, and it helps us. So please do that. Uh, we're up to over 728 subscribers on the podcast. I, I want to get to 1,000. So if you haven't done it already, please do. Before we get into our final segment, I want to get to Dan Svoboda. Svoboda. I, I, Dan S. I'm sorry, Dan. Um, I want to get to his question. Should I renew my season tickets for 2023? I mean, you guys know where I'm going to stay with that. I'd say, yeah. I think things are going to get better this year. I, I think with a, it's an easy schedule. I heard I heard even Andrea Adelson asking Halfley about that. He, of course, Halfley deflected it. But a lot of analysts, I saw uh, Matt Smith, of um, who's a college football writer, had BC with the year. So BC should win games this year. I think we're not going to be talking about Jeff Halfley gone at the end of this year. I think we should be looking at bowl options. So, yeah. The schedule may be kind of boring. You might not get a lot of fun home games, but maybe you'll get some wins. I think that's even better. Um, and so we'll wait to um, get into more of that. Now, basketball. Let's let's look at basketball. We got the fun win on Tuesday night against number 20 Clemson, who was uh, one ball short with Brevin Galloway out of the game. But BC's defense looked out of this world. And as I said on the podcast earlier this week, Prince of Lake Bay needs a big pat on the back for the way he played. The kid is starting to play level um, and really showing off a four-star skill set that I think BC really needs and becoming that kind of superstar in the, in the making uh, that I think is really going to get exciting. Now, Saturday they play against the Syracuse orange at home and it's a five o'clock start. So it's kind of a night game, but it's also karate kid night. Uh, Ralph Machio is going to be there. I believe his kid went to BC a couple years ago. So he's got a connection to the Eagles. But if you go to the game, you're going to get like Karate Kid headbands. They're going to have all sorts of Karate Kid themes during the game. But my Karate Kid theme that I want to see is that BC sweeps the leg and knocks out Syracuse. It's been how long since BC has actually beat the Qs? It's been years. And haven't been honestly that close that zone defense that the orange play has been brutal to bc in the last few years of jim christian and under earl grant that being said you get syracuse on a three-game losing streak they're playing their worst basketball of the year you get your opportunity when you're playing your best basketball. BC has won three out of their four last of their ACC games. They won a ranked game. They're playing good, bas better basketball, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If they can muck it up, if they can muck it up, they can win this game. I think the fan base is probably going to be more Syracuse leaning. It's a sold out game. So that's to me says Syracuse because you know how BC fans are right now, but I like BC in this game. I am not a, a BC honk. I did pick them to beat Clemson. You can go and look that up on Eagle insider. I don't, I, I think BC is going to win this game. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. What do you think? I feel like if they can go out there and play a really good game, they can win this. 
or maybe I'm just being wrong. But on top of that, uh, Frank Ryan says, any word on DeMar for Saturday? He was day-to-day, uh, and it, I, you know, we'll have to wait till Saturday. Unfortunately, they don't give injury reports until the day of the game. Um, he was supposed to play, so maybe something just kind of flared up and he just didn't get a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, uh, if he doesn't. So um, we'll have to wait and see, but there's no answer to that. But thank you, Frank, for that. Marty Party wants to say, crush the orange. Juice the cues, folks. Juice them. And in addition, tonight there's a big BC hockey game. As BC starts getting ready for the bean pot, they have a game against UMass Lowell. And I, one of my favorite games to go into on the road is at the Songa Center. And uh, BC will be uh, heading there on Friday. It's a 7 o'clock game. Uh, if you have not had a chance, if you live in Massachusetts and haven't been to the Songa Center to see a, ba- a hockey game, it's fun. Head over there. They have some good restaurants around the area. And um, it, it's just a fun experience. I like the the Lowell fans. They're not complete uh, jerks like some of the other places I've, I've been to. Um, so head, that, head over there. It's a big win for them. I mean, a big game for them because they're heading into beanpot season and they get uh, – oh, it doesn't even say uh, – well, no, they get, they get Harvard. Excuse me. I was looking at the wrong date. They get Harvard in the opening round. That's a winnable game. I mean, if any of the teams they get to play against, I don't want to see them play BU again. They just got swept in a weekend series. And Northeastern's obviously a pretty good game. It would be nice, just be nice if BC can finally get to the Beanpot Finals. It's been a while. Let's see if they can do it this year. Well, that's where I'm going to wrap things up. I'm out of time here. I need to get going. Uh, but check out Eagle Insider. If you are not a subscriber, we you know just sign up today. Get over there. Sign up. Get onto our message boards. I'm over there. Everything I write is just for my subscribers. So if you're looking for me and you're like, why can't I see what AJ says? It's because I only, my, my goodies are for, that sounds like, eh, whatever that my goodies are for the people that pay for it. So I have a lot of stuff that I, I like, I like for the Goog stuff, there was a report out that just said, they think that was going to happen. I was able to confirm it with BC right away. Um, I know other things recruit wise, come on over, come over to Eagle Insider, join us over there as well. And if you haven't hit subscribe button on the YouTube channel, that doesn't cost a thing, but does help our podcast out tremendously. So do that as well for all of you who are in our comment section. Thank you so much. I hope you come by more. Um, we'll have some more talk and hopefully we'll get this offensive coordinator on board soon. So we can have a discussion about that as well, but this is AJ black. We'll be back again soon, and we'll hope to see you again soon. Take care.